Hey, this is Adam Anders, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast, my favorite podcast of all time. On today's episode, we chat with Adam Anders. Adam is the director of the new Christmas movie, Journey to Bethlehem, which is in theaters now. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys, the podcast for Christian music fans, by Christian music fans. Guys, do y'all enjoy the Ninja Turtle movies from the 90s? Those are probably my favorite. The the, uh, the ones where they're dressed up yes. in the full puppet outfit? Those are incredible. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. Green news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, y'all remember the um, cassette tape that I had Coming when I was a kid? It was, oh, it was orange, like We're Nickelodeon, and had all... Yeah. No, what was the one? Um, what was the one? Oh, I don't even remember now. No treaties after the walk. No oh. treaties till after the Total walk. Power. That was on there. Yeah, that was a good. Dude, there, there were so many good songs on that cassette tape. The newer, the newer one is pretty good too. That Seth Rogen did. The animation's pretty neat. Um, well, in New York recently, uh, there was some um, people freaking out over social media and things like that because. There was a mysterious green ooze that was oozing out into the streets out of the manholes in New York City. And people thought it was life-threatening. Uh, you know, they some people was reliving the, the Ninja Turtle movies, and some people thought it was, you know, uh, <laughs> Gotham City, you know, like Joker and all them. People were just making all these funny theories. A lot of people said it looked like Surge, but it was smoky green ooze coming out of the manholes on the streets. Well, come to find out, um, it was the, I guess, the agriculture, whatever, in New York City, um, trying to detect uh, leaks in the sewage systems in New York. So what they did was put green dye uh, in the water system, in the sewage system. And so evidently, I guess some of it flooded out into the streets. But there are pictures, if you Google it on Google of green like ooze on the streets, like on the side of the streets, you know, cars are running over it and stuff, but it looks like a scene from like Ninja Turtles. It's pretty, pretty interesting looking, but um, it'd be cool to see that, you know, like Ninja Turtle fans ourselves um, seeing the green ooze green slime. It's like a, it's like a dye. It's just a dye though, right? Yeah. All they did was put green dye in it. Yeah. But or is that what they want you to think, right? I mean, can we talk to our friends from Blurry Creatures? I feel like there might actually be some uh, turtle cryptids down there that we need to Maybe. do some hunting on. Years ago, we when my daughter was smaller, um, we were downtown. I forgot. Maybe downtown Louisville. But we were walking, and she saw one of the um, – one of the – what is it? The – the great the grates that they put on the roads to cover up the holes and you could see like you know under the in the ground or whatever on the streets there were people like throw their garbage and you see money and chains and stuff while she looks down and she bends over and she's yelling ninja turtles ninja turtles can you hear me (laughs) thinking that they were going to answer her i said honey they live in new york they don't live in louisville Well, guys, it's uh, Thanksgiving, and um, next week 
all be together celebrating Thanksgiving and stuff is where was that at where the New York. green ooze was coming out green ooze coming out of green ooze coming out of New York streets and right after Thanksgiving some green ooze will be coming out of other places <laughs> Well, I was going to say, the, uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving is- Day Parade, they're going to have uh, Ninja Turtles there. Obviously, yeah. they're getting ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Publicity stunt. That's all it is. Glorious. Bringing it back home for us. <laughs> uh, well, guys, um, like we said in earlier, our guest today is Adam Anders. Adam um, has quite the resume. Uh, he worked on the Passion soundtrack, which that was a Tyler Perry um, Easter production that was on TV. Did the music for that. And then um, he's been on the Billboard charts, uh, written songs for Trisha Yearwood, uh, was the executive mu- music producer for the television show Glee, uh, was on Disney's High School Musical, did the music for that, The Descendants, uh, his director debut was Journey to Bethlehem, the Christmas movie that has uh, a legendary actor Antonio Banderas and um, got some other uh, actors in there, but um, it's a great movie. It's a, it's a musical and it's about the birth of Christ. It's actually the, one of the first, not the first, uh, musical on the birth of Jesus. And so wonderful movie Check your, check your um, theaters in town. On, it, it's being added to theaters uh, weekly. And it's a great movie. Family-friendly movie to take, your, uh, to take your family during this time of the year. And uh, what better time to do it right now during the Thanksgiving and Christmas season. All right. Today's guest, we have Adam Anders. Adam, thank you, man. And Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for taking the time and chatting yeah, with us. Merry Christmas to you. Can't say that early enough. Really. Now, are you one of those, um, well, of course, Journey to Bethlehem, you, you're in the Christmas spirit, but are you one of those, like, October 31st at midnight, are you, like, Christmas full blast, or are you kind of a Thanksgiving after, you know, after Thanksgiving type guy? Um, my wife likes to go day after uh, Halloween, so uh, yeah. we are, and then she <laughs> likes to keep it uh, everything up until Valentine's Day, so okay. we are a Christmas family all the way, as you can tell from the movie. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, we had to actually go to fake trees because there's no tree that can survive that long. <laughs> uh, that's what we do. Now, there's a study yeah. that just came out that says the earlier you decorate for Christmas, the happier you are. It's a scientific. That is true. So my theory is going to see the movie Journey to Bethlehem now, two weeks before Thanksgiving, will make you happier in the long run. So absolutely. Well, Adam, uh, tell our listeners um, a little about what you do, what you uh, do for a living. Uh, well, that keeps changing. Uh, I was a songwriter, <laughs> music producer. I was actually a bass player first. Uh, that was my first career, and that turned into songwriting and producing. And then I wanted to get into um, telling more stories than just the songs. So I thought, well, my best way into film and TV is through music. So then I started producing and writing songs for movies and TV shows and ended up doing things like Glee and Rock of Ages and High School Musical and um, all kinds of you know successful musicals. And um, but along the way, um, a very long time ago, I had an idea for this movie, uh, Christmas movie, and 
Uh, I think I had to go work here in Hollywood for all those years to learn how to do it. But um, I've been very fortunate to work with some amazing people from Tom Cruise and Meryl Streep and Ryan Murphy's and Adam Shankman's and just really the best of the best. Um, yeah. So now I took the, uh, the only thing I haven't done is direct. So now I'm doing that. Yeah. Well, speaking of directing, um, the movie, your movie journey to Bethlehem is out officially today. Um, November 10th. It's an exciting day and, uh, we'll, we'll release this next week. So it'll still be fresh. Mm -hmm. And, um, tell us, uh, tell us about this movie, man, journey to Bethlehem. Yeah, like I said, it was 17 years ago. I was visiting my wife's family for Christmas and couldn't find a musical that talked about Christmas, what it actually is about. You know, there's a lot of Santa movies and elf movies and wonderful movies, frankly, about Christmas, but none of them really get to the heart of why we celebrate Christmas. And I thought, well, why hasn't anyone done that? So naturally, it should be me. <laughs> um, so I sat down and wrote an 11 page treatment uh, for the movie then. And actually, it wasn't even a movie, it was a stage play. I was thinking just a stage musical. And, uh, and I thought, well, I'll do the music for it. You know, um, God had other plans, I think, that he wanted me to do much more than just the music. Um, so, yeah, it's been started a long, long journey, um, no pun intended, of starts and stops and failing over and over and over, and over again, being very frustrated, wanting to quit, but never being able to. It was like the idea was kind of tattooed on my heart because, you know, cr creatives have a lot of ideas all the time. Every day there's a new idea. Mm. And some happen and some don't. And we're okay with that. You keep moving forward with the next idea. And this was just one I couldn't let go of for some reason. And um, it was it really, it's haunted me for 17 years. I have to make yeah. this movie one day. And um, here we are. You know, the time was, uh, I, actually, we talked about COVID before. And I actually started writing this. I had six months for the first time in my career with nothing to do. So I sat <laughs> down and I was like, well, let's just try again. Uh, let's start over take everything I've learned from all these failures and, and write the movie that God wants me to write. And um, what came out of it uh, was a sc screenplay that I love very much music. I love very much. And I knew I had to see it through the end and, um, and direct it as well. I will tell you, Adam, uh, we did view it a few weeks ago, uh, my brothers and I, and it is put, it is made so well. And for a faith-based movie, it is very well acted. Mm. The actors are really good and it's not, you know, not to rain on anybody's parade or anything, but, you know, in the past, some, some faith-based films are not the well, most well um, acted, mm -hmm. uh, kind of cheesy, but man, the music, the music alone in this is amazing. It's so beautiful. And um, yeah, I just, I was just blown away because I'm not, I'm not a real uh, obviously, we do this Christian music podcast, but when it comes to musicals like movies, I'm not a really big fan, but I was really blown away mm. by the music in this and just it was very well made. And, and, and you know, um, you guys, you guys did awesome. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, I mean, look, so. I don't think it's a secret that there's a stigma that goes with a Christian movie um, that they're using yeah. not the highest quality. Part of that's resources. Um, part of it's. Sure. The most talented Christians end up working in Hollywood um, and don't get a chance to tell these stories. And uh, but we're seeing a change in that. We're seeing great filmmakers coming sure. up um, this year alone has had many good movies uh, in the faith world. Oh, yeah. But I don't only look at it as a, as a Christian faith movie. I look at it as a Christmas musical. And because it's about right. Christmas, it, it has to be you know, a faith, you know, in the middle of it. But um, I didn't want to make, oh, I'm going to make a, a little Christian movie for Christians. Uh, that was never the intent. Sure. I wanted to make a Christmas musical for everybody uh, at that level. And um, 
you know, I'm a Christian, obviously, uh, my family, we're all Christians and, you know, normally we don't go see Christian movies, you know, because we have very high standards too. And I probably like you do. And, um, we need to bring excellence back uh, to the art form because, you know, historically Christians have been leaders in art, you know, the greatest art mm-hmm. in history has been created by Christians and people of faith. And then somewhere we kind of lost our way and then we became followers. Um, and I think there's a real revolution going on now with Christian uh, artists saying, no, 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 we're taking the lead Now, we, we talked about the music briefly a minute ago. Can you uh, elaborate on what kind of vision you had for the music on this film? Well, I wanted it to be good. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and I'm not a musical theater guy, uh, so I've had a lot of people say, I don't like musicals, but I like this movie. Uh, well, that's me in a nutshell. Um, I'm not. I, there are some musicals that I absolutely adore, don't get me wrong, like uh, Fiddler on the Roof and Sound of Music, two of my favorite movies of all oh, time. Yeah. Uh, that's how you do a musical, you know. Um, but I just don't, you know, approach it from a musical theater standpoint. Um, and I think that's why it makes it more accessible. Um, I just think of it as, as let's put hits in there. You know, that's what I did with Glee. It wasn't musical theater. We just did hits, you know, and top 40 radio. Um, that's what I've always done. I'm a songwriter. I started, I'm a Swedish pop songwriter, you know? So my sensibility is very much that. And, um, so starting there, and then of course you have to take the lead of the story as far as what you're, you know, uh, what song you write and marry it perfectly, uh, the song perfectly to the scene. And then you want to create a sound for each character. At least I did. I wanted, you know, the villains to have their sound and, you know, Mary and Joseph, the love story in the movie to have its sound. And then the only thing that gets more theatrical is the wise men, but they're over the top and super funny. So that gets a little bit more uh, theatrical and musical theater, but it's still done in a very smart, fun way uh, with, with um, you know, a catchiness. And I think that's the, the, the key. I think Broadway has gotten away from doing hits. You know, the old musicals were hit songs, you know, Sound of Music. Those were the hit songwriters of the time. Mm-hmm. And somewhere Broadway created its own genre that could not be played on radio. Um, but I don't believe that. I think we should be doing the best music for these uh, movies and TV shows. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, it just made me think of of this question. Um, will Journey to Bethlehem be on vinyl? Because there's nothing like vinyl, man, when you're listening to music. Next year. It takes six months to Next fabricate year. it. So, okay. Um, we couldn't do it. It was too too late, frankly, because I want it to. <laughs> I have a vinyl. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not audiophile like yourself. So um next year i think we'll do because it's going to come out on netflix next year so we can do like a special vinyl um version with that um that'd be super fun sure. yeah um i do like and some of our listeners may not know this but you did play um guitar for stephen curtis chapman <clears throat> and that's i love that song that's in the film uh what are some of your favorite songs in the film yeah, I was actually his bass player, um, and then I moved into producing yeah. him. I did the Speechless album with him, and um, we had a really uh, great collaboration for many years. And then I moved here to L.A., and um, when I quit his band, and um, we've stayed in touch, you know. And it's funny, I've been trying to make this movie so long that one of the songs that I wrote early on for this movie, or one of the riffs, the guitar riffs, um, I do play guitar, but I was his bass player. Um, I was writing for this movie, and he kind of taught me to play guitar in a way. Right. And he taught me all his weird tunings and stuff that Steven does. He's such a brilliant musician. 
And uh, the, one of the first songs I wrote was Brand New Life, that guitar riff. And then now in full circle, when we needed an artist to sing the verses on a, and to finish the song with me, frankly, and then to sing it and perform it, I go, well, what's Steven doing? <laughs> it sounds like a right, right. riff. <laughs> so let's go. Um, so that's become one of my favorite songs, even just uh, what it means to me. Uh, he's meant so much to me in my life. He was a mentor. I was a teenager when I started playing with him. Uh, he's been mm. a big part of my life and he's a phenomenal human being and a mentor spiritually and, and, um, has helped guide me, uh, for many years. And, um, but I think if I had to pick one song that was my favorite to be mother to a savior and King, uh, Mary's song, um, just the, the, um, the depth to that lyric, um, and just what that song means and how it sums up Mary's pain and her struggle and the weight of what she's carrying. I think it, uh, it was very divinely inspired, um, we were actually a pair Astra, my, my production music production partner and I were upstairs working on Herod's song and my wife was downstairs yeah. and I don't know what she was doing. She took a shower or whatever. And then a little later she comes upstairs and, and, you know, she was writing all the songs with us. The three of us are writing partners and she came upstairs and she's like, Hey, come down and listen to something. And she played me the entire verse, uh, melody, lyric, piano, the whole thing for mother to a savior. I'm like, wow, where did that come from? Um, and we're like, change of plans. We're finishing this song right now. Um, and it ended up being probably the favorite song we've ever written in our careers. Now you mentioned, um, you, you played, uh, the speechless album with Stephen. Uh, we'll say that is our favorite Stephen Curtis album from, First song to last song, man, what an amazing song. Yeah, I, that is a, that's a great so album. I did, I arranged all the songs on that. I programmed everything, played bass on it and guitars. And uh, I worked a good six months, I think I worked on that. And it's funny, he had this uh, cabin that he, he owned that was in this super scary forest and there were no lights. And he, I was, I, that's where I worked and, and I, that's where I did all the tracks. And um, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was so scary. And I'd come out and I'd work till three, four in the morning all the time. And I come outside and I'm like literally running to my car. Like, get me out you of were here. speechless. I was speechless. Uh. For sure. um, yeah, it was uh, pretty funny. Um, but it was an incredible experience. That album is so good. And, and Steve and I had a magic together, our collaboration. Um, it was always something special. Yeah. This is our first so, way, since Speechless. This is our first collaboration musically. Okay. Speechless. That's that's cool, man. Hopefully there's many more yeah. on some movies yeah. and stuff. So what was it like working with the legendary Antonio Banderas? Well, um, it was kind of a pinch me moment every day, right? Yeah. Like, is he really here? Is that Antonio? We're like, look at each other. Is this, is, is he here? Is that, you see him? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, wow, what happened? Um, <laughs> Are you Zorro? Yeah, he's everything. <laughs> that guy is a brilliant, brilliant <laughs> talent. Uh, a lovely guy. Such a wonderful human being, deep man of faith. Uh, he wanted to be there. He bought in completely. Once we got through his um, several walls of, you know, managers and agents, and we, yeah. we had to go guerrilla style to get him. Though we, um, you know, I'd always had in top of my list, and you know, you put names at the top of your list for each character that most likely you're not going to get, frankly. Um, and you usually end up five or six deep before you land on somebody because um, they have to want to do it. You have to be able to afford them. Be available. Mm -hmm. They're all busy. They have to like the script. There's so much that goes into landing an A-list movie star that it's almost a miracle yeah. every time you get one. So I had Antonio three years uh, in the making on my list, and 
Um, so I said, well, I have to at least try, you know, I think sometimes we pray too small. So I was like, I'm going to pray big on this one and see if I can land a, a, a movie star, you know? Mm. And, uh, we of course contacted his manager and got a quick, no, <laughs> not happening. Can't afford him. He's not available. <laughs> Done. I'm like, well, okay. That's one step closer to a yes. The first no. Yeah. We kept kind of bugging him and he's like, well, send me the script. And we sent him the script and the manager liked it. And he's like, okay, this is surprisingly good. I like the script. And then we sent him the song. He's like, the song's great. He ends up playing the song for Antonio who loves the song, but he's like, but I can't sing that high. Forget it. Um, And I don't have time anyway, because he was going to star in and direct a play all fall. And and so Mm. he's like, I can't be bothered with this right now because they, you know, the budget, everything, you know, it's a small movie. He just came off of Indiana Jones and he's doing like, you know, huge things. So, so we're now I've moved to Madrid, Spain and I've started prepping the movie. And now I have another huge actor who wants to play Herod, um, who's at a great get as well. But I just, in my stomach, I'm just like, it's not right. It's not going to work. It's going to end badly. And I know from experience, 20 years of doing this, if you get the cast wrong, you're dead. There's no fixing it in post. You know, it's just, you're, you're done. And, um, I was like, I can't, I got to try one more time. So we called the manager again and we're like, can we at least I'll fly anywhere. So I made a deal with the producers. I'm like, well, you pay for me to go anywhere in the world just to meet him, see if I can get him. And they're like, yes. Okay, great. So we call and we're like, I'll go anywhere. Just, I'm in Madrid, Spain. And the manager's like, um, Antonio's in Madrid, Spain, directing this play. And I'm like, game on. Like, that's not a coincidence. So I said, give me the address. I'm walking over. It's not going to cost us anything. Right. Um, so we end up buying tickets um, to the show and we start going mm. to his play uh, and trying to get Antonio to come out and speak with me. And was you holding up signs saying, please? Almost. I mean, that was the next. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's already to a creepy stalker level. Um, but, yeah. So my producer, uh, Alan, he he um, went. I couldn't go every night because I was so busy prepping. And he goes when I meet. He runs into someone who's a good friend of Antonio's, an actor in Spain, is very famous, who's like best friends with him. And uh, <laughs> so that actor, he pitches him instead, and he goes, "Antonio needs to be in this. Come back tomorrow. Bring the director." So we go back again, and the next day, uh, you know, the play's four hours long. It's all in Spanish. We got there an hour early to meet this friend. Then there's a two-hour Q&A in Spanish with film students after. We're seven hours in, and I haven't heard a word of English. I'm dying. It's two in the morning, and here comes Antonio. And I got five minutes with him, and I gave him my best elevator pitch. And he said, okay, uh, so I get to play the bad guy. And I go, yep. And I kind of pitched what I wanted, what I my vision for that character was. And and he's like, that sounds really fun. Um, I can't sing the song. And I go, yeah, you can. And I pull up my iPhone with my little keyboard on it. And I play the note, the high note at the end of Herod's song, which is what everybody's afraid of because it's super high and long. And I go, mm. this is the note. And he goes, yeah. I said, you've been singing that every night in your play. And he goes, I have? And I goes, yes, you have. And I only need it once in the studio. And he's like, okay, I like you. Let's do this. Wow. Yeah. And that was okay. it. we got him gorilla style. So um, it got cool. a little more complicated after that when we had to negotiate the deal. But um it was right, a pretty right. uh, fun night. We were floating home at three in the morning uh, in Madrid. <laughs> so that was him really singing. It's then. him singing. Everybody in the movie sings everything. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It's, you heard it. It's really high. <laughs> Last note yes. Is crazy. Yes. And he did it six or seven times perfectly in the studio. I'm like, what do you, what in the world? That is the highest note ever sung by a male in a movie <laughs> in history. <laughs> 
prob- well, besides probably some of the guys in Jesus Christ Superstar, some of those were kind of high. high. Yeah, yeah. Sondheim <laughs> likes to, uh, I think Lord, Andrew Lloyd Webber too, they get pretty rangy, but uh, this is really, really stinking high. It's soprano high. So uh, for, yeah. a, for a guy, it's remarkable. His range is crazy. Well, Adam, where where can people check out this film, Journey to Bethlehem? You know what? If you go to a journey to Bethlehemmovie.com, you can see where it's playing. It's it's out in theaters, you know. Um, it's playing in three thousand theaters in North America, and then it's coming out all over the world, thirty-eight countries. Um, very mm-hmm. exciting. It's kind of rolling out each week in more territories around the world. And you know what? Go early, uh, go often, you know, keep us in the theaters so we stay in theaters through Christmas. And you know, it's been very yeah. hard. There's been a strike. I don't know if you've heard of it, um, but none of the actors it's over yeah, now. It's finally over, but none of the actors have been able to promote the movie. So it's been very hard to, to raise awareness. Um, but go yeah. see it and then go tell your friends. You know, it, it's, uh, I really think you'll love it. It's for the entire family, literally kids, grandparents. I wanted to make it for everyone to enjoy, to sit down together because that's what we do at Christmas. We gather with our families and this is the movie you can watch together, feel good about it and be reminded what Christmas is all about. That's good. We're, we're excited about it. And, um, yeah, it's um, it's awesome. Uh, I love it. Uh, great film. And so what we like to do now, Adam, uh, with our first time guest is a um, kind of get to know you. And we like to do a segment called Favorite Things. And so I'm going to give you a word and you just tell me what your favorite thing is in that category. All right. Adam, what is your favorite food? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, what is your go-to order? Oh, okay. This is going to, now you're going to know why I'm fat. Um, so <laughs> I'm bad. I, I get uh, two originals, no pickles, waffle fries, and I have to have an Oreo shake. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're just not a pickle guy? I'm a pickle guy. Can't do it. No. no. I like sweet pickles. I don't like salty pickles. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have a uh, favorite movie of all time? Fiddler on the Roof. Um, do you have a show that you like to binge? 24. 24. Yeah, that's a good one. Is there a, uh, an, an actress or an actor that you would love to work with one day? I've worked with some good ones. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. She looks like a okay. lot of fun. Yeah, she's from our hometown, Louisville, Kentucky. Right. She's super fun. She makes me laugh. Every little meme and video I see of her, she just cracks me up. She's hilarious. Yeah. If you never got into uh, the, the mu- music and the film business, what would you be doing? I'd be teaching tennis uh, at a club somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I was going to be a tennis pro and uh, my body fell apart and I decided on music instead. It worked out okay. Do you have a favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip all day long. Mint chocolate mm-hmm. chip. Okay. Can't get enough of that. Um, is there a, a podcast that you like? Uh, Christian Music Guys. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you got the email before. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast is interesting. Too. Okay. And then do you have a, I mean, obviously this probably changes from time to time, but is there a Bible verse that you like? Mm-hmm. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be okay. anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
Well, to wrap up, Adam, I'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God's been doing in your life, maybe even recently, that would help build our listeners' faith. God has been, uh, wow, he's been forcing me to live out my faith in a way I've never experienced. Um, even just this weekend, I'm still processing, you know, 17 years to, to bring something to fruition, not knowing if it's going to succeed or fail. That is a true test of faith. Um, it's been a hard, hard year. Um, but, uh, you know, I started every day on my knees making this movie, partially because it was so hard being away from my family. I moved away for six months from Spain. I left my kids and wife behind. I could talk to them once a day, uh, sorry, once a week on Saturdays. Um, so that was brutal. So that made me lean on my faith more than I ever have in my life. And uh, I've grown, grown so much closer to God through this process. And maybe that's all it was about. You know, we don't know. I think the encouraging thing is we don't know everything. We don't know what God's doing, how he's shaping us and changing us and what he's preparing us for. I wanted to be a bass player, and I did. I made it. I started playing with Stephen Curtis. I didn't know I was going to be a film director and writer. God has way bigger plans for you than you can imagine. If you will trust him, put your faith in him, and then put your faith to work by being patient um, and waiting for his timing. Amen. Thank you, Adam. And, uh, Journey to Bethlehem is officially out today. Please, please go see the movie. Uh, it's amazing. Um, the music's the music's wonderful, and, and of course, the story. You know, it's it's not about uh, gifts and Santa Claus and all that, which all that's fine. But man, people need to see this, and it's a great message. And I will say, uh, the other day we were watching uh, TV, and they showed the preview right in the middle, and I was like, that's so awesome to see this being you know on normal tv like in the commercials you know because you don't see a lot of movies that are geared uh you know faith-based type movies like this you don't see a lot of ads and it was on normal tv the ad and i was i was excited about it so i'll say too that this is the movie you can bring your neighbors to your unsafe friends Uh, i made it for for with that in mind and it's hard to ask people to go to church it's hard to ask to have them come to your home it's not hard to say let's go to the movies uh, so bring all your friends. It could be their great Christmas gift, you know. To actually, Fandango has partnered with us. Um, the gift of giving this Christmas, and you can gift them tickets to this movie. Uh, one, if they can't afford to go with their family, or two, is somebody you think should see this movie. Um, you can do that as well. Well, thanks, Adam, so much for your time. Thanks, great meeting you. Well, thanks for listening, and thanks again, Adam, for chatting with us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen. If it's on Apple Podcasts, go over, leave a five-star review. It is much appreciated and really does help with the algorithm and getting the word out on our podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys, as well as our website. Thanks again. See you next week.